Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Come on, Bobby. Good morning. Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Let's go around the room and check in. He left social media for about a month, and he claims he saw UFO once. Here he is, our video producer, Eddie. Hey. All right, guys, you have to tell me, is this weird or is this not? It's totally normal. It's cool. I was at a restaurant with my family, and when we go in there, the boys get distracted or whether they cause a ruckus, so I have to give them either iPads or whatever, their phones, so they can kind of just be busy. Instead, this time, I said, you know what? I'm going to take a book in there. And it's one of those, like, find books where you it's like an illustrated picture, and you got to find the hot dog. you got to find the candle. you got to find... Like a Where's Waldo? Yeah, book. hidden yeah. picture. The highlights. Hidden yeah, highlights. picture book. And so we're all sitting there playing it, and then the server comes up, and he's like, hey, can I take your drinks? Yeah, we get our drinks. But well, what are you guys looking at? Oh, it's just a hidden picture book. You didn't bring it up to him. He brought it up to you. He brought it up. Okay. And he said, well, what are we looking for? And I go, we're looking for the carrot. Oh, well, let me see. And he sits down, grabs the picture book, and starts looking for the carrot. 30 seconds goes by. A minute goes by. Guys, for three minutes, he's like, I can't find this carrot. And I'm looking around like, is he going to like get up and go <laughs> wait on other tables? Or is he going to stay here till he finds the carrot? He would have gone 10 minutes, and then I finally found the carrot. I'm like, dude, I think we found the carrot. There it is right there. Thank you. You can get up now. He's like... God, dude, that was the hardest picture book I've ever, ever done. That's crazy. Oh, what, what else are we looking for? I'm like, no, no, you, we're good. We're good. We're done playing with it anyway. So the question is, is it weird that the server sat down with us to play our hidden picture book? Lunchbox? He's working you for a tip. Exactly. He's yeah, milking you, fool. Well, I don't think it's milking. milking. I, think, I think he probably overcommitted himself. To be in part of the group. Yeah. Yeah. That's so all he's I, doing. I, I don't know that it's like weird as in oh. like... It's, it's uncomfortable or like he's creepy because the kid... I, I don't think it's any of that. No, I wasn't thinking creepy because the kids. I think, you know, but... the, I and I waited tables for a long time. What you try to do is find something in common with people immediately so they feel like you're part of their group. Like huh. they have a connection with you. And he's like, oh, look at this. Let me hop in. And then I think the sitting down... <laughs> he pulled up a chair. Yeah. And then grabbed the book. And that's a move. But that's probably... 
That's that, that's probably a little little much. And even my kids when he left were like, "What the crap yeah. was that?" Because it's bored. It's either you guys think it's weird. Or you think it's awesome? Like we have the coolest waiter in the whole world. Exactly. Uh-huh. And what yeah. if he would have found the carrot right away? You'd have been like, "Man, you're really good at this." Our waiter's awesome. He even said at one point, "He's like, you mind if I take this back to the kitchen and see if we can find the carrot back there?" I'm like, "No." What? No. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> he was fixated on finding that carrot. Maybe he loved finding stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with was it weird? Yes, but weird doesn't always mean wrong. That's okay. true. Yeah, it was weird that the waiter sat down and looked at a book with you. But he was, I think, instead of him being a weird person, he was just trying to find something in common to get that tip. Okay. I mean, he got a standard tip. Oh, you didn't even give him like a little bit extra? For what? For taking our book? Like an extra carrot? cool, like being your buddy. No, he wasn't our buddy. What'd you tip? What percentage? 20. Good for you. That's what we average. Good for you. You know? All right, next up. He's always getting everyone sick, and he loves doing prank calls and having people fall for his tricks. Here he is. Lunchbox! I feel like I'm back in school. I'm coming to you today, and it's sort of like a deadline was coming up on my homework, a project, and I didn't realize it, and I ran out of time. Because I'm supposed to give a, a presentation on this JFK assassination, like, um, what do you call it? Conspiracy theory. And, I, and my research is inconclusive. So I'm wondering if I could so push it. So you haven't done the work. Yeah, I'm wondering if I could push it to <laughs> so next week. So it's not week. inconclusive. You just haven't done it. Well, it's inconclusive because I haven't done the work. So I don't know if it's a, you know, a conspiracy theory. So it's incomplete, Incom- not inconclusive. Mm-hmm. There you go, maybe. Big difference. So I'm looking if I can come back maybe Mike Tuesday, and that would be a little bit better. Give me a little more time. Let me talk to Mike for a second. Hey, Mike D., what day was he supposed to have all this done? He's supposed to have it today. Oh, oh that's why he brings it up. Huh. I mean, today or tomorrow is what nah, it, nah, nah, nah. is what I was told. <laughs> okay. What do you What do you want to uh, Tuesday? Tuesday. You know, you'll do it Tuesday. Yes, I will. No, I didn't say. Oh, no, no. I will give you an extension until Tuesday. Yes, but it needs to be really good, and now it needs to include voices and wigs. Wigs? I don't have wigs. You gotta find them. Yeah, you gotta find them. So, if you want the extension, you've also gotta make it a little better where you will have to do voices in your presentation of people in. Their no, home no, no, no. See, and here, put wigs on to play them. Now you're making a mockery of the no, presentation. No, I'm not. I am saying, like, I'm not if writing you a need play. More, if you need more time, then you have more time to actually create something that keeps us so entertained and enthralled that we learn about the situ- the tragedy, yeah. the conspiracy. And wigs will do that. And voices. <laughs> I mean, how many? Uh, All right, you just need two. Most. That's plural. I need JFK. That guy that you say Wilkes Booth, or is that that's it. You can uh, just do those too. John Amen. Wilkes Booth, yeah. and then the other guy that you guys said did it, maybe Lee Harvey Oswald, Lincoln. I don't know yeah, exactly. Okay, you have until Tuesday. Oh, you must boy. do voices and wigs though. Uh, whenever you do the presentation, you got okay. your assassination. You got it. Up. No I guns know, I, though. Don't bring it. Again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't gun. do that. No, I got one on my hand. Okay, that that's the one we'll do. A banana. Don't go full. Uh, John Moran. I got one of those, too. A banana. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Amy, on her Instagram, she's always linking out things she likes, and she enjoys taking our cat on hikes. Here she is, Amy. So we were watching TV at my friend's house. I guess she has the kind of TV like we had back in the day where there's commercials that run in between things. And I have no idea what station this was on, but the kids were watching Harry Potter. And all of a sudden, my son, who's 12 years old, says, ah, it's my lucky day. And I'm like, what? Huh? Why is it your lucky day? And we look up and Kim Kardashian is basically laying on the TV naked. Not though. She has, she's promoting her skims line, but she's wearing nude uh, skims, nude underwear, new bra- all the things. And I just thought it was weird that they would run that ad during Harry Potter, which is a kid's film. And then. But Spank, so she wasn't really naked. It was just the color of her skin, right? right? Yeah. 
But then your son's also like, hey. so he's starting to be that. Yeah, it was just more so funny oh, that, that like out. we're like, what? I was like, gosh, I'm shocked by this. But his comment to it was, it's my lucky day. Lunch is gonna check it out. But Eddie just looked at Lunch's computer mm-hmm. before we came on the air, and he was looking. Wow, at, like, look at this women bodybuilders. Yeah, the, he his thing is watching really strong women eat a lot. It said that this bodybuilder had seven full course meals. That's like a his day. thing. Yeah, That's he like loves And I fetish. was just checking her out to see if yeah, I liked her or not. You like huh? strong? Is eaters. it your lucky day? My lucky day. <laughs> lucky day. Okay, Ray. <laughs> From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he's smarter than Eddie's waiter, and heck, he's also smarter than our coworker Gator, Bobby oh, Bones. Wow. What? <laughs> Interesting. Ouch. Nothing to do with that. So we have two dogs, Stanley the Bulldog and Eller, who's half husky and half hound, and she is now two, two and a half. She's starting to be a little rebellious. We had her trained pretty good. She's not angry or she's not aggressive. She doesn't listen anymore. So I think we're going to, we've looked into like- Military uh, school? Well- Oh, boarding school. We've looked into, because they have a, a thing here they can train your dog to do what police dogs do. What? That's amazing. I think so too, because she has so much energy. And we really try our hardest to get all that energy, out. and it's it's never out. It just so I think we're gonna have if it's not police training, they can train her to be like a house. I hate to say guard dog, but basically like a security guard. Yeah, but versus a cop, a watchdog. I, we're, we're we're looking at a few different places, and it's not you don't send her away for months or anything. I wouldn't. I couldn't. Do, I don't want to do that. I would not want to send her away at all. But my wife's like, it's okay. If she, eventually, if we. When we have kids, we have to send them away to camp, and you can't be like, oh, I'm going to miss them. <laughs> you will miss them. But yeah. So I think we'll, we'll find a place and send her off for a couple weeks, get that energy out, and also, you know, she comes back and has a purpose. I think now she feels like she doesn't have a purpose. And I don't really know because I've been I've trained all my dogs forever, but she's been not difficult as a dog, but difficult like to manage all that she wants to do all the time. She's always sniffing. She's like for perimeters all the time, trying to find out. It's crazy. You, you actually think see your the dog's going through a existentialism? I think she's. I think she's like a teenager. Like what? More than that. It's what's like a my te- role in this life? She needs life. something to do. Oh. She needs to yeah. know what to do. So what's what we're looking for right now? Wow, that's crazy. It's one of those places to kind of like get her, find, like have her find a thing. There was also a story that I was going to read yesterday, but it just kind of is dog centric. But this job listing is one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars a year to take care of a billionaire's dogs. You're the dog nanny oh. for one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars a year. But you got to probably be with the dog. Well, that's what you said. You're a dog. I mean, for not 24 7, but no, no, but like eight. Yeah, I'm sure the billionaire wants to enjoy his dogs. Well, you would need two nannies if you're going to do 24 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The family has two beloved dogs, require top tier care, and must be treated like valued members of the family. Hey, same for us. I mean, I'm not paying. That's not happening, (laughs) but uh, they're looking for a live in dog nanny. Oh, so you have a place to live in? You're staying in their mansion or some sort of guest house rent free. Wow. Oh, you get that on top of the money? Well, which means you're never going to be off. You'll need to coordinate all vet appointments, keep detailed records of their health and medical history, develop a personalized exercise regimen for each dog. You'll need to accompany them on domestic international trips. You'll be organizing play dates. You'll also handle all the stuff that comes to having a dog, like feeding and bathing them. The ideal candidate has lots of experience with dogs, preferably other rich people's dogs. If you're willing to work at regular hours, like weekends and holidays, and you need a driver's license, because uh, you'll need that to shuttle them around. $127,000 plus rent. Wow. Plus trips. It said domestic and foreign. Yeah, but when it yeah. says trips, but you're working, it's different than trips yeah. and you're tripping. I'll be tripping. But you got to, I hear you. It, Sometimes when the nannies go with like the families, they look like they're having a good time. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Sometimes it can, absolutely. But it's not just you go and have a good time. Because sometimes you don't at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to stay back at the hotel while we go have fun. 
I don't have a nanny. I don't know, but I just see nannies <laughs> I don't too. Either, obviously. Yes. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I borrowed my friend's truck to haul a new couch to my apartment last weekend. When I was backing out of the parking garage, I accidentally scratched the side of his truck. Luckily, there are only scratches to the paint, no other damage. He took it to the dealership for an estimate. It's going to be about 500 bucks to get a fix. He assumed I'm going to cover the cost, which is understandable. It was my fault. But the thing is, this friend also owes me money. He was hard up for cash earlier this year. And I let him borrow 800 bucks. It's been a while now and he hasn't mentioned even paying me back. 
I was thinking since he owes me more money than it will cost to repair, let's just make the deal that we're good now. And he doesn't even have to pay me back the other 300. I just don't know how to bring it up. Can I use the fact that he owes me money to cover the cost of the repair? Or do I still cover the cost since it was my fault? Signed, Money Matt. So tricky situation. The first tricky part of it is that your friend hasn't even mentioned the fact that he needs to pay that money back, which leads me to believe that he doesn't have it to pay back. And that's what makes the rest of this unfortunate too. Now, can you just go, we good? You cannot, sadly. Because Matt still may be in a financial crisis, which is why he borrowed the money to begin with. Therefore, Matt can't pay for his truck or pay you back. You could go, hey, we're going to call it even. But then Matt just doesn't fix the truck. That's also an option. That's Mm -hmm. what I was thinking. But they are independent of each other. You could bring it up. And listen, if I were your friend, I would say, I'm good. I'll just drive a scratched up truck for a while until I can pay off that 500 because paying off that 500 is cheaper than paying off the 800. Exactly. That's why I would do if I were the friend, but they are independent things. So my advice to you is to go to him, not in an aggressive way of being like, we're good, buddy. You owe me. Suck it. You can't do that. What you can do is go, dude, I'm sorry about that truck and total 500 bucks. You do owe me 800. If you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. I'm losing 300 bucks in the situation, but I'm cool totally calling it square if you want to call it square. If not, we're all good. I'll just pay for the truck and you can still owe me 800. If you present it like that, he will not feel defensive. You won't make him feel like he's a loser for not paying you back. You won't create any sort of animosity. So it's all in presentation. Generally, life is presentation. You know the saying, get more flies with honey than vinegar. Yes. This is an instance where that happens, where you can ask for the same exact thing, but it's just all about how you ask it and how you present it. If he doesn't want to do that, you still got to pay for the truck and then hope you get your 800 because they are independent. However, I would go to him and be like, sorry, that sucks. I'm an idiot. Uh, Total cost 500. You owe me 800. I'm totally free to go. Like you said, Uh, what was this quote here? It was, um, we're good now. Yeah. If you want to be good. Well, and I, I think you'll say yes to that. And Bobby, what's the number one thing to keep in mind when you loan anyone money? That you're not getting it back. Right. Especially if it's a friend. If it's somebody that you're not close to, and I don't know why you'd be loaning somebody money you're not close to, but if it's an acquaintance of a buddy or a friend's like, hey, my cousin needs money. It's different. But if it's a close friend or family member. So you're never going to get that back? Well, no, no. You just you think might. that. Because okay. if you don't, you'll lose a friendship. So you just have to think... Well, worst case scenario is I'm not getting my money back, but I'm not going to lose this friendship over it. So you only loan money to people where if they don't pay you back, you're not going to cut the friendship off. Right. I've been burned a bunch of times. Mm. And it took me a long time to get over it. And I did get over it. And now I'm really great with the person. And I just should have always had that in mind. Sorry, sorry, Eddie. You know it's you. You know it's you. (laughs) (laughs) They are completely two independent problems and payments. However, I would go to him, be cool, offer it to him as an option. If he doesn't want it, that's cool too. I have a feeling he's going to take it. That's my feeling. And you probably got a buddy who knows a guy anyway. They can fix it for cheaper. Totally. If it's just in the paint. If it's just in the paint. Yeah. I mean, Lunchbox knows a guy. He's got a guy for everything. I got a guy. <laughs> um, thank you for that. Good question. I appreciate that. You can email us at any time. Morgan, what's the email address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. And unlike other shows, we don't fake our emails.
I just want to throw that in there. Good. For okay. no reason yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Going in blind. Lunchbox sent me a segment called Prayers Do Work. I think we all can agree with that, but you never know what he's up to. Lunchbox, Prayers Do Work. Go for it. Listen, guys, I came on here a couple weeks ago and I said, I need the prayer warriors. We always need people to pray for us. We need, you know, them in our lives. And I'm always like, does the power of prayer really work? You're not always like that. You did this one time. No, I've thought about that in real life. Like okay. People are like, oh, we need prayer warriors. I'm like, I do prayers really work. Okay. Well, the Ultima, the check engine light was came on and I couldn't, when I would start oh. it, it would like, bu, 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 and Very it would take like call. four times for it to turn on. I took it to the shop. And they said it was going to cost me a couple thousand dollars to fix it. And mm -hmm. I said, ooh. Is the car even worth that much? No, it's probably worth 250 bucks. And then if I autograph <laughs> it, maybe a thousand. And so <laughs> I took it home and I was like, I'm just going to have to figure out my next step. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to drive it with the check engine light on and the shaking. And guys, the prayers that you guys sent out, everybody out there, all the listeners. I mean, you guys must have been praying really hard, lighting the candles at church. And getting on your knees and saying, you know, like when you do the prayer board at church and they're like, uh, you know, for all our people suffering car problems, you know, amen. You know, <laughs> they worked because just yesterday my check engine light turned off. It's no longer shaking and I paid no money. Like I just literally just kept driving it and the prayers, the, the power of prayer healed my baby. Like my, my ultimate, my <laughs> yeah, she is back. She is good. Yeah. And you I'm driving her again. It's amazing. I don't know. I, I can't thank you guys enough for never giving up. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. I'm not. No. What do you mean? Hallelujah. I'm staying away from this. Listen, listen. I'm scared for him because this car has not been healed. No, it has been healed. The power of prayer is That's real. A good point. That's a good no, point. no. You know, this is honestly. The car's probably dead. Me, it's like its last breath. Let me tell you what happens end of life. I've been by both my parents' side. Listen, it happens to everybody. They warn you about it. You have this sudden surge of energy. Like oh. you're you're uh -oh. you're near death, and then all of a sudden you kind of come back a little bit, and you kind of think, oh, whoa. But then people that know what they're doing know, hey, this probably means that the end is coming soon because what? that's that's what's happened. Don't get so your So are you saying up. you don't believe in prayer? No, they, they literally... I, are you not <laughs> believing in the power I, of prayer? Yeah, Amy, I, you're, you're neglecting that part. I yeah. do. So... There, yes, there's two sides to this. I believe in the power uh, of prayer, and one. yes, maybe there's only one. There's only one. There's only one answer to this. Right. It's prayer. That's right. Maybe, maybe everybody said, or maybe you pray just enough to get it running one final time before it dies on you in the middle of the road. Yeah, this is. No, I'm, the, taking, uh, I'm taking three trips in it, just because it, I was like, wow, this is a miracle. Like you know how they say a miracle? They come back from the dead and they saw the light. I think she saw the light, but people kept praying, praying, and they pulled her back, and she is good. You understand it's a machine, right? Yeah. Like... Don't talk to her like she doesn't have feelings and she can't feel. She the doesn't power. have feelings. You're no. telling me prayers can't work? Neither one of us have said that. <laughs> yeah, you keep yelling that. But... That's what politicians do too. They'll just yell, <laughs> say stuff like that. Good point. Oh, amen. No, no. <laughs> like I'm glad your car is not giving you problems. My fear for you is that it will end up bad and you'll be somewhere and your car will just die, die. It could, but you know what? The prayers worked. Maybe they did. And it'll get and you from point great. A to point B for right now. And so I want to say thank you. I know everyone took time out of their day, and it's it's hard. Sometimes it's a, you're very busy, but you found time to get down on your knees and say a little prayer for her, and she appreciates it. She heard you, mm -hmm. and she has been healed.
She has been healed. Why, why are oh you yelling gosh, like that, stop. though? Like, you're not a preacher. Now it's gotten ridiculous. Yeah. What do you mean, gotten? gotten this whole- <laughs> oh, what do you mean it's gotten ridiculous? You're saying prayer is ridiculous? Prayer he is got not you again. ridiculous. He got it you is again. not ridiculous, and I pray- I ask you to pray today. Stop yelling. Got you pray again. today. Do you Woo! need more? Yeah, keep praying. For, for what? For what? That she lasts longer. Okay. okay. I mean, we want to make her. She can vote now. We want to get her to nineteen. Wait, what? She's eighteen. She's eighteen years old. So you can date her. So now she put her tassel around. You can go down. Yeah. yeah. Flip it from one side to the other. I can date her. <laughs> so it's crazy. <laughs> Say, tassel goes around. He goes to town. You know what I mean? Woo, man. Amen. Hallelujah. All glory be to prayer. All glory be to prayer. I can't. It's so you weird. I can't. Are the reason I don't go blind with bits a lot. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Woo! I'm glad your car is better. Yeah, me for, too. Thank you, guys. For now. Uh, uh, let's prayers. play Old Dominion Memory oh, Lane. Oh, boy. We're going to come back. Old Dominion. Uh, they're going to be here on Monday show, by the way. Okay. Maybe we'll say a prayer during this song. If you want. Yeah, let's you say go. a prayer during yeah. every show. Sure. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do it with you. you. Okay. It's time for the good news. What's producer Eddie? Tell me something good. Marquita Stevens is a Lyft driver in Nashville, Tennessee, and she's driving around. She picks up a rider. So the, her and the rider start talking, and Marquita's sharing the story about her daughter. She's eight years old. She has spina bifida, and man, it's been really hard on the family. She can barely just cover medical expenses. It's been tough. Well, the rider is Matt Rogers. He's the PA announcer for the Tennessee Titans. You know, the big voice, like, it's third and eight. So he's up back there. He goes, hey. This is crazy. Like This is crazy. I have an idea. <laughs> so he gets his phone out and he starts live streaming, guys. He's like, hey, you got to help out my friend Marquita here. And he tells her whole story to his live stream. Oh. He puts to him and his wife put down $500 to start it off. And then he goes on his trip. He comes back to Nashville and he opens his phone up. He's like, man, they have raised $8,000 for Marquita Stevens and her oh. daughter. So it's really cool. He didn't have to do that. He's just in, a, in an Uber, in a Lyft, listening to her story. That's awesome. And he raised all that money for her. That's awesome. So again, Matt Rogers' name? Yeah, Matt Rogers. Shout out Matt Rogers. Great story. I do want to pivot slightly. Is this the job you applied for? Yeah, this is the guy that beat me out. Oh, wow. That's yeah. why. Like, like, when like he, he when was, you start... was lowering his head, and I felt it. Like when we talk about Shaq and he gets upset, uh, yeah, yeah. I felt his head start to like be like, mm. So, yeah. But, but is, it, is it a double whammy that he got the job one and two? Made man, he's he, he, he made the news. Yep. And I mean, <sighs> how would you do third and eight? Oh, third and eight? Yeah. Third down, eight yards to go for your Tennessee Titans. A little Bane, yeah. like from Batman. <laughs> but yeah, okay. And I didn't know if I was on defense or offense, so I didn't know like oh, if you were on were... offense. Oh, third down and eight. We need eight yards, guys. Come on. <laughs> Don't know how we're going to get them. Okay. Yeah. Did you cheer when you're the announcer? You encourage a team? Not really. Uh, local PA can... Yeah, um, but you yeah, know, yeah. it's a broadcast or even Homer now if they're the Homer okay. broadcast. Right. If he's like, the Titans. Got yeah. It. yeah, I'm not the national broadcast. Yeah, we, okay, we, makes we, sense. If it was national, I'd just be like, it's yeah. third down and eight. You, you should apply for that, though. Yeah, the national one. Maybe it's just, <laughs> maybe you're overqualified for local. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah. you know, this guy, this guy, Matt, he was on American Idol, too. That's Matt Rogers? Wait, yeah. do you know him? American I, I didn't work Idol. with him, but I know him from back in the day. Kind of a bigger guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching him. Wow. He's like a former football player. Yeah, I know the same dude. That's He's awesome. saying on him. Guys, yeah. stop. Yes. Calm down. I shouldn't have said Dang, that. Now you, you, guys, get, now you guys are in love with him. Look at Matt that. Rogers. I know Matt Rogers. That's crazy. Matt, I think he was Matthew on the show, possibly. Matthew Rogers from American Idol. Way before I was on there, but how yeah. about that? American television host, country singer, one of the finalists on the third season when the show was still like massive, massive. 
Dang, yeah, I'd give him the job too. Uh, well, now he's a philanthropist. And a philanthropist. I mean, look at him. Well, I'm a philanderist. He should come in too. and sing. Yeah. Let me, no, you're I, a philanderist. I, no, I give, I give money. Uh, that's smart when I get my dog food. Uh, yeah, that's your one thing uh-huh. where you're like, I give a dollar. Okay. Thank you, Eddie. Great yeah. story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I do want to put Allie on the phone. Allie in Virginia Beach is calling us right now. Good morning, Allie. What's happening? Bobby. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk with you. Thank you. What can I do for you? 
So my best friend and I have been on the phone all morning for your Virginia Beach show for your comedy tour, and yes. we got tickets, and we're nice. so excited. I'm, there you go. Like you, did. you didn't win something you paid for, but I appreciate that. That's awesome. So you're going to come out to the Virginia Beach show? Yeah. So my best friend, Jen, and I, um, our husbands are actually uh, first responders. My husband's a police officer, and her husband's a firefighter, and we're bringing them along with us. But we got second row, and we're so stoked. Oh, I was going to offer you guys if you want to come to like the, the meet and greet Q&A hangout, but it sounds like you probably already got No tick- way. Are you serious, yeah. Bobby? But if you, you have second row, d- is that not part of what the second row was? Are they not included? Usually I sell no, it all to... so VIP was like sporadically placed, and we were just so worried about okay. getting good tickets all together. I'll take care of you. Just, um... Oh my God, I'm so Stay on the phone for a second. We'll get your information. I'll have Morgan number one call you and we will take care of you. I'd love to meet you guys, okay? Thank you so much, Bobby. You're welcome. See you. When am I going to be there? September 15th in Virginia Beach. Thank you, Allie. Um, Okay, we're going to do in just a second. Yeah, I think we'll do it. We're going to do all Amy all the time. What? What's that? What do you mean? For the rest of the show? No, just the next segment. I don't even know what that means. All Amy is Amy all the time. Amy Amy all the time. time. Amy all the time. That's the next segment. She doesn't even know what it is. That's what's beautiful about it. We'll be back in a second with all Amy all the time. All Amy all the time. Amy all the time. Amy all the time. Amy all the time. idea what this is so well you got sick and you missed and then your voice has been shot for a little bit so as uh as the manager will do sometimes they don't use their star players a lot and let them heal back right even like countdown that amy and i record i'm like hold off so i have a lot of stuff that i've been wanting to talk to you about oh okay that i just want to roll all amy all the time roll it one two three i have six things oh my wow that's okay. all we call it amy all the time Number one, movie residuals. Oh, I got a check from Holiday Harmony. No, but you got paid initially. I did. Movie on HBO. Yes, so it was a Christmas movie. I filmed it last May. So I got. How much you make initially? I don't. It was in the. Just say it. I think you said. Our listeners want honesty from us. I know. I've had to adjust because, listen, I was always ashamed when I started to be successful. Let me just be really frank for a second. I've said it. I grew up extremely poor, poverty even. I have now made a good living to sometimes a great living and I will have to just be like honest with people and it's weird to say but I think our listeners want honesty more than they want boohoo yeah so I, how I'm much did you I make I remember the exact amount one million dollars like, she no, said oh like, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> five thousand or so okay. okay so then yesterday I get this thing at work uh, like an envelope from my mailbox. This thing. Oh, I've <laughs> heard of this. Mail? <laughs> well, they finally moved our mailboxes downstairs. Uh-huh. And what do you know? This check was sent to me in February, but I just got it. Because you moved? Yeah. Morgan was like, Amy, I think there's mail in your Wait, mailbox. Not moved. The mailbox moved. Got it. Here yeah. at work. So I got it. Luckily, I got it in time because it says void within 180 days. <laughs> And it's for five hundred dollars. You got wow. a residual five hundred dollars? Yes, because it said Dang. it said this. The reason why was for foreign showing. Wow. Which I don't even know what that means. What if she's like searching for Silverman, which is a documentary mm-hmm. that I almost put in the movie docs, the movie challenge we did? Sugarman. Sorry, Sugarman. Yeah. Saving Silverman's the other movie. Mm-hmm. Searching for Sugarman, thank you. Well, he doesn't know he's wildly famous in Brazil, in, yeah, I believe. like South America. Right. Or South America. Or, or Africa. I know. I need to reach out to Warner Brothers <laughs> and be like, what do you mean by foreign? We also just say stuff. I think and, it's South South Africa. 
But did they dub over our voices with other languages? I would love to know where that was. Same. Lunchbox, you jealous? She's now made $5,500 acting. Yes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Not and, jealous, and will, angry. Will, will the residuals continue they out of nowhere? They will wow. in a way. Like when I did Band Slam with Vanessa Hudgens, I got checks for years. And I was paid a few thousand bucks up front. And then that was in the theater. And they started showing in other places. This one, TV was more linear only. I would get checks constantly. Okay. from it but they would go down every time that's sure. what they call mailbox money yeah but now i'll get one occasionally for two dollars okay. Uh, okay and if i'm being honest that check never gets cashed because it's like a dollar 30 and it costs me more gas than to go to the bank so i got yeah, yeah. it's that's awesome though congratulations so fun next up we're gonna play amy all the time amy all the time amy all the time uh your water bill is it lower now that you've had it fixed well I hired this company to come out and find my leak because my water bills have been outrageous for like a year. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars at this point. And well, do you want to guess? Uh, no, which well, one? How okay. are we going to guess? Okay, yes. it, it works, guys. Guess how <laughs> Guess how much my bill was. Okay, we're done guessing. One. <laughs> $20. $1 million. $1. $87. Wow, that's awesome. I know. Hundreds that it was. I was like... I was eagerly really waiting great. for, I've never been so excited to wait for a bill that I have to pay than I was waiting for this bill. And the fact that it was low, I was like, okay, worth the investment to hire the people that found the leak. We give you a hard time, just like there, but that's actually great news because great we news. struggle with it for so long. Yes. What about the swamp? Is it still there? Yeah. Your no. Your still wet? No, because it's problem solved. All right. Okay, next up. Amy all the time. Amy all the time. Amy all the time. Someone hit your car? Oh, boy. Yeah, have I not updated you on this? I don't even want to admit what really happened. Oh, oh. So there's the original, which is yeah, Amy said that somebody hit her car. Yeah. So I just, tell that story as you were going to tell it before you got sick. I thought someone backed into me because okay. there's like two little, like a trailer hitch probably backed into me because there's paint scraped a little bit and two lines perfectly like right in parallel lines right below my license plate. There's a nice trailer hitch boat. Probably. Right. Guy drove a boat. Lower. Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure. Oh gosh. But there's an update to the. Th the first story that we hadn't even talked about? Yeah. What happened? I just realized it the other day. Okay, so I pulled into the garage, but there was these boxes that were keeping me from pulling all the way forward. And I thought I was forward enough, but I started to shut the garage and then realized, you know how a garage, like right in the middle, there's metal things that go with the rolly parallel lines. I see it go down and scrape my car and I'm like whoa whoa you shut whoa. the garage in your car I didn't know though and the thing is I guess whenever I thought someone hit me that means I parked that way previously and shut the garage and walked inside and had no idea that happened so you hit but you. luckily this time I caught it so now I'm never gonna do this again I moved the boxes and we are good to go Amy all the time uh, right. Amy all the time Amy all the time that's honestly something that could happen to anybody nope. no, no, really yeah no, yes. Has that ever happened to anybody garage? else? Nope. nope. All right, next up. Okay, it's fine, though. I'm going to fix it. Just a little wax on, wax off. We're good. Uh, Miyagi, chill. Um, Amy, you emailed the CFO. Yes. Why, why would you email the CFO of our company? Yeah. I like it that you did. I think it's super cool. It's initiative. It's brave. It's yeah. nerve-wracking to email the head of the company. Well, I hosted the... Yeah, because did you know when I hosted this, I learned he's not only CFO, he's president and COO. Three titles. And I hosted this fireside chat thing, a whole, this whole event where he was getting honored with a philanthropic award. Mm -hmm. And then specifically on stage, I was with him hosting a I heard you did a great job, by the way. Oh, from? A few people. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I thought, uh, well, I'm going to send him a thank you for 
having I don't know who picked what but hey whatever I, I was there with him doing a job he needed me to do so I thanked him for having me and it was an honor to be there blah 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 and I so I had a, I got his email and of course I went back and forth of what I should write I kept it short and sweet don't worry I didn't want to go on and on he's a busy man but then I decided no subject line you know why I don't know my friend told me that had like you know uh, mystery yeah manly uh business energy or something manly like, okay, business energy that. i don't know <laughs> i just decided it was I like sometimes do no subject line see on, not on purpose oh i also have terrible tone in email because i don't have tone in email oh because i just write my sentence i write what i need how i just want to be efficient yeah but then i'm told you should put subject lines and be a little softer Dang. but that's good good for you you may just look like I, I went like, hey, this care. is this is no big deal. I, I I'm business, totally your business. Cool. I'm business. I'm gonna send you an email, uh -huh. and then you reply. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Who is this, Rich? <laughs> no, no, he. That's what his reply was. Oh, <laughs> new phone. Who this? Yeah. Well, that's what I did. New get laptop. Worried. Who this? Okay, because <laughs> also I sent it from my Gmail. Okay, why would you send it from your iHeart account? Uh, I, the head of iHeart. I don't know. I didn't want to log in. It was like I. What? I, I what don't know. World? So okay. I think he's fine. He's fine because one time our CEO Bob Pittman emailed me from an AOL. So I was like, I used to run me. AOL. Oh, that's why. Crazy. Shoot. Well, okay. He's the OG. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shoot. Yeah, I mean, he replied to me. I think said, right here it's not showing a reply, but I swear he did. Or thank did you, Phil and Blake person. You're well, good. I'm glad uh, that you sent him a message. Okay, I got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I sent my note, and he replied back. Was really great, Amy. Thank you. Cannot thank you enough for hosting the conversation, and more important, what you do for our listeners day in and out. What a difference you make. Thank you. Yeah. Look at her. I don't know. Definitely written by his assistant. Um, what? It says it's his signature line, Rich Russler. That's good. I'm glad you did that. All seriousness. That's great. But good I took you. initiative because I, I didn't it. have you to. You have definitely been taking a lot of initiative lately, and I like it. What? And good for you. <laughs> Whatever. So I even wrote that in my thing about you when I was writing nice things about people on Instagram. Everybody on the show got a nice little blurb about him. I said that about you. Said what? I saw you said, I grow. You, I'm, 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 which this is me growing. Yes. Yeah. I get it. All right. Well, that's it. That's what we call all Amy all, all the time. time. Amy all the time. Amy all the time. No, no more. No more. You have another Amy? one? Just raise your hand. We're out of time. No, I don't hey, have Amy, more to say. Amy, we are out of time. We are out of time. <laughs> no, I you just, just wanted, clapped at me and pointed. No, I wanted to close it out okay. with the fact that I think to anybody listening, just don't be scared to like send a note like that or take initiative Agreed. or do something for yourself. If you want something, be the squeaky. It will almost be annoying. Which I wasn't, I mean, who knows? That email's uh, not going to be a total game changer for me, but it opens correspondence. Right, we're out of time. Yeah, Lunchbox is writing emails. Right here <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start person. emailing the executives <laughs> of the company. Okay, thank you, Amy. Amy all the time, Amy all the time, Amy all the time. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. 
Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, voicemail from last night. Go ahead. Hey, Bobby. I just saw that you're bringing your comedically inspirational show to Tampa, and I am so excited. Question for you, though. Is Eddie coming along with you on this tour? You're amazing, but I'm a huge fan of Eddie as well. And I was just wondering if I purchased a meet and greet, will I get to meet both of you? Love the show. I won't say yes to that. We haven't even talked about it, but I'm also a big Eddie fan. Um, mm, but he, he, what's up? Thank you guys. You're welcome. Big fan. I'm in your fan club. But he uh, may and may not. <laughs> we haven't talked, we haven't at all talked about, about it. This. There's a, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is the option that he may show up at a couple shows? Absolutely. I mean, when I saw the list of cities, I started thinking like, ooh, what which, would be fun? Which ones can I go to? Yeah. Yeah. Eddie also has four kids. Mm-hmm. So he'd have to fly us all. So that, see, that, and that's why Eddie won't be coming to all the shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, possibility. But who knows? But we're doing Wichita, Tampa, Vegas, Virginia Beach, Washington, D.C., Louisville. Um, and you can get tickets tomorrow, 10 a.m. local time at bobbybones.com. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it because I'm doing some new stuff. And I just think the game show element where I'm giving people money, a chance to win money, is going to be fun. I've always wanted to host yeah. a game show. I've also been offered to host a few game shows, but they've been game shows that aren't that good. And not network, like cable, like game show network game shows. Like shows we've never heard of. Well, it, like game show network game shows mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, it's just I got to fly out to L.A. and it's like really not worth the money or time. Now, if they were like, hey, come do Celebrity Family Feud yeah. after Steve Hart, like that would be awesome. 
Um, I got beat out by Elizabeth Banks for No Whammy. Oh, like okay. I was up at the end of there, and they were like, "We have to hire Elizabeth Banks." And I was like, "I get it. She's famous. Like it's one of those." Do you like, like Price Is Right? Oh yeah, I've been in the purgatory f- for game shows. I've turned down some sucky ones that I wouldn't have taken, and I've not got the jobs for the bigger ones that I would like to have. So I'm always in, been in that middle mm-hmm. ground. Could the eh ones get your foot in the door? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, okay. once you're stuck on the eh one, you don't. I don't. Know. Yeah, and it's also you know you have to sign like three years or so. Yeesh. I don't want to oh, go. Eh. It's not worth it to me. I would yeah. love to do a game show if it's the right one, but I'm not going to go and work my way up from the ground. I, I'm already on the ground floor. You know, we're good. <laughs> we're doing okay. Here's Amy's pile of stories. In a new poll, men are more likely to tell their secrets to a partner or a parent, while women are more likely to confide in a friend or a sibling. It's interesting. Let me think about this. So my wife or my parents? Yeah. So in your case, it would be your wife wife. knows the majority of your secrets over siblings or friends. Yeah, I guess. Is that accurate for you? Probably. I I don't. Yeah. It just depends on the secret. Right? Yeah. There's some secrets you don't want to tell your wife. You don't. That'd be risky. (laughs) What I take from it, too, is like, oh, women, they're not telling their partner. They're like, I got to go to my bestie and my (laughs) sister or brother. I would, yeah, yeah, that's probably accurate. I also kind of spread my secrets out to a few people. So if one comes out, I know who it was that sold it. Wait, Ooh, really? That's cool. Like well, that? it's people I trust. There's like two or three people that I would trust with secrets. You're one of them. But then I would know. But, okay, but so I get one secret and then Eddie gets another secret and then Caitlin gets each Yeah, one. and it all has to do with what the category is. Okay. How do you remember this? You write it down? Well, it's the category. I would know who I would talk to certain oh. things okay, about. Okay, okay. So if you hear it back, you know, oh, Amy must have told somebody. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's a story about Elon Musk. And there was like an email he sent out to some employees that was some information about the company and what was going to happen in the future. And they were like, do not share this. But they, every company employee that they sent it out to, he put an extra space at one point in the email. And when the email got leaked, all he had to do is go look at where that extra space was. Oh, in a different spot. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Trust issues, huh? That is genius. Not trust so issues. <laughs> he's he's expecting something. That is an expectation that if you send it to enough people in a company, someone's going to want to leak it if it's wow. not information they like and they put a space. I've always remembered that. I do that crap with you guys too. So, we'll so has anyone ever failed your test? Nah. Again, I don't share. A, my, just generally, my circle is very tight. And I would really only tell secrets to Amy or Eddie or Mike. Mike knows where all the bodies are buried. I'll be honest with you. And, and Mike doesn't talk, so you're good there. That's the thing about Mike. He I don't talk. worry about telling him my secrets. He doesn't tell anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm like, all right, what else? So there's this new beauty trend that's happening, especially in New York, but it'll make its way elsewhere. It's something called Renuva, and it's an injectable that's supposed to make you look younger. It promotes stem cell activity, but the problem is this filler is made from cadavers. Oh, dead bodies? <laughs> yes. You, what do you, what's from it that you inject? Uh, there's cadaver tissue. I guess there's something that they pull from it, and then they put it in you. And the problem is some people are using it. Again, it's called Renuva. And dermatologists are saying, you know, I think if people knew what was actually inside of it and where it was coming from, what do you, why are you holding up a needle? I have to inject myself with this in, I mean, in the next 10 minutes. What? It's not Renuva, but Whoa. that's what it's I, not is, from a cadaver? Is, it's not from a cadaver, but Dude, you're going hard this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that kind of hard. Where are we injecting it? Into my stomach. Mm. I hate needles, that but sounds- it's, I am dealing with an injury. And so twice a day I have to inject myself with this. Oh, that's so hard. That's tough. 
It's yeah. It's How hard. do you inject yourself? You want me to do it? I'll no, do it for I, you. I can do it because I have. Do you want to see me do it? Yeah. 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 It hurts, and I have to do it, and it's just necessity wow. because I have a groin injury, and it's this is like a peptide, and I do it twice a day right now, but. I'll do it now if you want to watch. Yeah, oh, so watch. it promotes faster healing, the yeah, peptide? Bas- basically. It's a, yeah. and you're, wait, basically. you're doing it in your groin? Uh, no, no it's stomach. Oh, okay. I was doing it on my hip, but the hip hurts. Oh. And I can't quite see the hip. Do it uh, your neck. No. That would be cool. Bro, it looks so like you're doing roids. It. I know. Don't it does. Don't, have to squeeze. don't pinch too much or it'll nope. take well, the fluid out. Hey, trust me. No, no. You have to squeeze. Trust me. I used to have to do this all the time. Oh, see, it's in. I can't believe you did that. Then you have to squeeze it in. What on earth? That's crazy. Don't release too fast. And then I do a little dance. <laughs> uh-huh. Make a little love. And then I pull it out. Wow. Let me get whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's we, the cotton ball and everything? Yeah, yeah, and honestly, they did give me uh, alcohol. And, you know, I'm like a motorcycle rider with a leather jacket. DJF, baby. Okay. Actually, I forgot it. <laughs> okay. Right, because the alcohol pad, you're supposed to wipe down before yeah. you put in the needle, because then the, exactly. the needle could take back. I don't do that. I'm bad boy. I'm bad boy needles. Okay. Wow. I found that one on the road, by the way, this morning. And then <laughs> I use needle. It hurts. Speaking of ejectables, I was meaning to do that anyway after that break. Uh-huh. I know. That was unexpected. I know. What else? Dirks Bentley coaches his son Knox's hockey team, and when he's trying to yell at them, he's behind glass because it's hockey, so he's yelling loud. And the problem is, his kids play other sports that don't have glass, and he finds himself yelling just as loud, so he needs to tone it down. Here's a clip of him talking to CMT about it. You can scream really loudly, and they can't really hear you because there's glass. But the problem is when you go to another sport like lacrosse, and you scream at your son, and he's like, Dad, I'm right here. Like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm not used to there not being glass between us. I'll, I'll tone it down a little bit. But yeah, get a little involved. You know, get a little, get a little fired up. Is anybody in here a big yeller at kids' sports? I'm a big yeller at any sport, even the ones I'm playing. But I don't. But even if I go to like nephews, or I went to a Vian basketball game in Oklahoma, and it's Caitlin's nephew. I was going absolutely bonkers. Where he's a ninth grader, playing with the senior high team, and he was looking at me. And he was like, "Bro, you got to stop." <laughs> and I was like, "No, I don't, baby." Uh, so I, I yell, but again, I'm not a parent. So I don't have Eddie. You're a coach, though. Yeah, I have to yell, or they won't hear me. And sometimes I yell as loud as I can, and they still don't hear me. Mm-hmm. But you're the coach. Yeah, you have to yell. Yeah, as the coach. Do you ever yell? Me? Yeah, when your daughter's playing. No. You mean if I? If, listen. I mean, if we're put in. Oh, there you like, go. I, but when playing, she played, playing. she. I was yelling too much for her her liking when I was at her games. Well, yeah, she, she yeah, like, she doesn't. She, like, Chill out. she doesn't like that <laughs> yeah. attention at all. But I love that she loves just the camaraderie of sports. Like she told me she's going to play again. Like she played softball last year, and she didn't really get in that much at all because it was her first time ever playing. And she's like, "I'm, I'm planning on playing again." I'm like, "That's great." Yeah, she had a good sports time. Teaches you a lot. Yeah. Sometimes discipline. Sometimes. Um, How to adver- do with loss? Adversity, mm-hmm. big adversity. Yeah. yeah. Is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There are two sisters named Tessa and Raya, and for the last few years, they've been having a yard sale, and they take a lot of their toys that they don't want anymore, and not even really that used, and they have been selling them for years and years. And then they go and they work baseball games, meaning like concession stand where you can mm-hmm. raise money for things. And they do a com- community events. And so far, 
They've done this and raised more than $10,000 to support Honor Flight, a program that flies veterans to Washington, D.C. to visit war memorials. Now think of how adult that give back is. Yeah. Very. I mean, just for a kid to give back, let's say to other kids who have cancer, you're like, dang, that's crazy and that's awesome and that is... That's somebody being, that's a kid not being selfish at all. But for kids to raise money for veterans, old people in their mind, really old people in their mind, mm-hmm. yeah. to go and visit war memorials, which they may not even really know about the wars yet, that is pretty crazy. So it's 800 bucks just about for every person that goes for the flights and to stay. And they have raised uh, a bunch of money, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. The sisters also made care packages for the active duty military, placed the wreaths on soldiers' graves during the holidays. And so they go back to the airport too to greet everybody when they come back. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like, we should like give their parents like a medal too because uh, those yeah. kids don't yeah. just come out doing that. <laughs> they come out of the womb just like, yeah. I want to get back. I want to get back. <laughs> It's a great story. So Tessa, Rhea, you guys are awesome. Everybody in Ohio, if you see them walking the streets, tell them good job. All right, that is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.